is another episode of Leading Edge Podcast with your host, <laughs> Maya Spencer. This never changes. I don't know. What what are these good days? I'm going to pull Dave Chappelle and just like throw somebody else on this shit and be like, yeah, this is little notes with someone fucking else. <laughs> but hey guys, how are you guys doing? I know, right? I know you probably weren't expecting the next episode so soon. Me neither, sis. I just wake up some days and I was off today and I was like, do a little recording i guess i could get my girl boss on you know do a little more than i would usually do on my day off um so yeah let's get into it so you know quick update i always give you guys an update on my life and what's going on um so i recently downloaded um bumble I don't know if you guys are familiar with that dating app. Um, I think it's like where girls make the first move or something like that. I have no fucking clue. I can't remember what it said. But I signed up and, you know, and it's been giving, it's been real, it's been real mediocre. I've only been on there a day, me expecting a match that day. (laughs) I want immediate results. No, but I really was filling out this dating app on all the information. And I'm just like, you know what's so funny? Like, I don't know, writing a bio about yourself is so strange because what, it's like, what the fuck do you say? Like, without sounding narcissistic? Like, what do you really have to say? And like, I'm like, how am I supposed to show them that I'm funny, smart, cool, creative, and all these things in just a simple ass fucking bio? That doesn't make any sense. And my AirPod just fell on the ground. Why do AirPods do that? Why do AirPods do that? Anywho. Um, um, and yeah, also, it's like, you know, going through, like, trying to, like, put yourself in a certain category is kind of strange, too. Um, and then it was like a screen with the po- uh, your political status or something like that. And it was, like, apolitical, moderate liberal and conservative right or what the options were but i'm not gonna cap i was like what the fuck is apolitical (laughs) i really had to look that up i was like i'm i'm like if it's anything like asexual then i can kind of understand what that means but i googled it anyway but i was like people can have no absolute interest in politics who fucking has that luxury like who i wouldn't know who who don't give a fuck i don't i don't know i wanted to say rich people but i'm like actually they care the most because they want to keep their taxes as low as possible (laughs) or non-existent so they want all the rest of us little mediocre scrammers around here to pay their taxes and upkeep the streets that they drive on and you know i was having a conversation with my friend the other day and i was like hmm wouldn't it be fun? Okay, since we pay for the roads, how about they don't get to drive on them? Oh, what they pay for their own roads? Oh, I, I honestly, what's funny is I'm pretty sure the roads would be ni- way nicer than ours <sighs> because the city be fumbling our money, boy. I tell you what. Anywho, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, additionally, Bumble has a lot of white men on there, like. A plethora and um you know i'm not saying i'm opposed to the reading white people but 
I'm not going out my way to do so. <laughs> like if we're just having a, you know, cute white boy just plop in my lap, you know, that's that's another thing. But um, I do, I'm avidly searching for a black partner. So that was disappointing. And then the black men that are on there, we're just going to do no comment. Um, and I also, I don't understand how people will match with you or like try and, and slide in your DMs and then you go to their profile. And my profile says relationship. That's what I'm looking for, right? Um, but I'll go to their profile and it will be like looking for something casual. Why the fuck did you message me then? Why would you do that? Do I look like I like boundaries? Is that it? Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, this is just so annoying. I hate dating in Atlanta. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I'm going to keep giving y'all these updates because I'm pretty sure I'll end up going on some dates sometime soon. So those stories will be fun. <sighs> but other than that, um, I just wanted to kind of uh, do like a New Year's Eve episode. Um not New Year's Eve, my bad. New Year's episode. Because <laughs> I'm like, bitch, it is definitely the 29th. But um, yeah, I just kind of want to do a quick episode because I came across this article today. And I really wanted to share it with you guys because it was really, it was honestly really enlightening to read. Um, and so I want to share some of the highlights. Um, it is now the New York Times, I'm going to lie, be hit or miss. Hit or miss. Sometimes they be having people write gobbledygook. But this was actually a really good article. Um, it was titled, just in case you want to find it, you know, it was titled, There's a Name for the Blog You're Feeling. It's called Languishing. Um, and it's written by um, Adam Grant. So uh, all of this, all of, most of the things I'm going to be saying, um, they're not direct quotes. Um, and if they are, I will let you know that. But um. It's basically uh, in reference to this article. So I do want to give him like full credit, but <laughs> I am sharing it with you guys. So, because I thought it was really important. Um, so uh, the first part was like, you know, I'm leading these kind of things into questions. So what is it and what are the symptoms of languishing, right? Um, so it's described as the middle child of mental health. Um, it's, it's not like depression, because you don't necessarily feel hopeless, but it's like you feel somewhat joyless or aimless, like a little unmotivated, a little blah, you know? Or you just feel like, eh, eh. Boom, there's a fucking name for that shit. Again, languishing. It's spelled A, ooh, Jesus Christ. It's spelled L-A-N-G-U-I-S-H-I-N-G. Um, and it is defined as uh, a sense of stagnation and emptiness. And it feels as if you're muddling through your days. Um, you're looking at your life through a foggy windshield. Um, and honestly, um, like the article said, I really do agree that it might be the dominant emotion for 2021 because um, I too have had trouble like motivating myself on a weekly basis, but I don't think to the, I actually have depression, but you know, there could be. <laughs> Me, actually, I, I actually have just depression, but you know, <laughs> cackling. But um, 
the term was coined by a psychologist named Corey Keyes, um, who was struck that, you know, many people who weren't depressed also weren't thriving. A little razzle-dazzle there. Plot twist. Um, so where did it come from and why are a lot of people experiencing this at the same time? Um, which is what made, you know, this person write this article. Um, so in the early, um, the early, like more uncertain days of the pandemic, it's likely that um, your brain's threat detection system, um, which is called the uh, amygdala. Oh, might've said that right. We'll see. <laughs> I'm sure y'all tell me. <laughs> um, was on high alert for flight or fright. You know, there was a lot of fear and panic and around this virus, what exactly it was capable of. People were getting sick and, you know, like reading headlines, like millions, six, thousand sick, spreading rapidly. And like, just really feeling like, wow, okay, um, it's this the zombie apocalypse. Like you automatically go to like the worst case scenario, right? Um, and, you know, but slowly but surely, as we started to learn more about the virus and stuff like that, you know, you learn that masks help protect you and you could take other proactive measures to keep you safe. You have probably developed routines that eased your, your sense of dread around, you know, the virus, you know, washing your hands frequently, sanitizing your areas frequently. Additionally, um, even from time to time, I'll still wear some gloves in the, in the, um, <clears throat> in the grocery store only because I'm like, I live in Atlanta, but, um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, but the truth is that the pandemic has dragged on and it's still going on right now. Um, and certainly far longer than any of us foresaw. Um, but this acute state of anguish, uh, is what has given way to the chronic condition that is languish. And so what does, I mean, how does this impact you? Right. Um, so mental health, you know, generally is thought of as a spectrum. Um, you know what? I wish I had had Kia in here because she'd be knowing all this shit, I tell you. I didn't even have to really look this up. She could have just told you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's one of my best friends, by the way. Anywho, <laughs> I was like, in, in psychology, it's often thought of ranging from, you know, depression, basically, is one of the lower bars, and flourishing, higher bar. Flourishing is peak well-being. And depression is... Uh, the valley of ill being. So languish is the void between the two. Um, and you don't have the symptoms necessarily of mental illness, of depression, of anxiety, but you're not exactly a picture of health either. You know, you're not functioning at full capacity. You lose concentration a little bit easier. You have less motivation for things or you drag throughout, throughout your day, you know, um, and part of the danger is that when you're languishing, you might not notice the dulling, you know, delight or the, the dwindling of your drive. You don't catch yourself slipping slowly into solitude. You, you're indifferent to your own indifference. Like, and when you can't see your own suffering, um, you don't seek help or even so you don't do as much to try and help yourself because you're not aware that there's actually a problem. Um, cause you don't necessarily, like, again, you don't still feel sad or anything like that. You just feel a little meh. And so therefore it's important to, 
Um, talk to a counselor or anybody, even if you just feel a little bit off, because this could be language, right? And language could easily slope downwards towards depression um, over time, for sure. Um, actually, a study had shown that um, those who were, you know, feeling languish around these years are more likely to uh, be showing PTSD symptoms a few years from now, or possibly chronic depression, you know. Um, so I do, and additionally, if you see a change in your friends, or you feel like um, they're not enjoying things as thoroughly as they used to, um, I would also encourage them to seek proper help as well. But the article did give us a glimmer of hope at the end. I was like, God damn. <laughs> but um, so how can I combat this? And here were the few ideas, you know, that the article listed. Uh, first one was flow, right? Flow is the elusive state of absorption in a meaningful challenge or a monetary, momentary bond. Um, it's where your sense of time, place, and self melts away. So um, this is basically, I read this as like schedule, like making sure that you have some type of schedule because it mentioned as well, like during the pandemic, you know, a lot of people like easily lost their sense of like, I feel like sanity almost because we didn't have shit to do. Like you, there was what we were going to do. Like um, you could either, you know, get up on time in the morning, maybe do a little work, maybe work out, cook yourself a meal, tidy up the house or, or you could sit and do nothing and do that tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day because we were in a cycle of staying inside. Right. Um, but yeah, so the, the flow, um, people who become, you know, more immersed in their projects manage to avoid languishing and maintain their pre pandemic happiness. So just trying to find, you know, something, so to speak that, uh, you can, can like that you can work on. So I think that's what they're referring referring to, like you're scheduling yourself to to do things. Um, uh, number two was give yourself an, an uninterrupted time, and that could be for working, that could be for meditation, that could be for anything. Like you need to set aside some time for yourself to do whatever it is that you feel that you need to do to be successful for the day. Um, Number three was, which kind of goes with number two, which is focus on small goals. Um, to transcend languishing, try starting with small wins, like finishing a good book, um, the sense of greatness that you might feel from completing all your workouts for the week, shit like that. Like focus on the things that you can control, focus on the things that um, benefit you. And those were the, I would say the most useful tools they gave us. The first one they listed was naming it. I was like, man, fuck that. What's the solution, bro? <laughs> What's the solution? Um, but the last sentence of the article, it really struck, like stuck with me. Um, and it reads, by acknowledging that so many of us are languishing, we can start giving voice to quiet despair and lighting a path out of the void. I said, fuck. You know, I just like heavily related to the idea of quiet despair because 
sometimes I feel like a real speck, you know, like I'm one of the billions of humans on this planet in a solar system that is in a galaxy with millions of other systems that is in a universe of billions of others of galaxies. Like what, nigga? <laughs> Who am I? Am I even here? Do I even really exist? And you know, I can just continue to think of myself like, how the fuck does anything I do matter? Like, what am I here to do? Like, truly, like, am I just here to exist? Like, what's going on? Um, and well, I promise you this is not an existential rant, but um, you do see how like solidarity is just amazing. Like this man, this random man that I've never even read his name, don't know who he is, somewhere in the world, wrote this article and it gave me perspective and it gave me hope. And I was like, oh, well, that's all I really need to get going. I don't give a goddamn about all these other little planets, whatever. Bitch, we're here. <laughs> and we're here for a reason, whether it's to continue to facilitate life on this planet or not. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, like, cool. Yeah, I'm a speck, but I'm a fucking speck that matters. So if I had to end a thought with y'all. <laughs> preach, preach up. <laughs> if I had to leave a thought with y'all, it's just to keep pushing what you're doing matters. You matter. What you want out of this life matters. What you have to give to this life matters. And that, you know, we are truly all in this together. Um, whether you are depressed, whether you're languishing, whether you're flourishing, we're, we're still all here. And at one point in time, I hope we all reach our peaks. So this will be my signing off. Until next time, guys. Happy New Year.